Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where the host is essentially Ballast, that's me. Uh, this is Laser Time's chronological exploration of the Simpsons and today's episode is all about Saturdays of Thunder. I'm your host Bob Mackey, who else is here today? I'm Henry and quote the Raven, what a shot. <laughs> and? Chris, find a way, Antista. <laughs> I love that. And again, today's episode is Saturdays of Thunder. It aired on November 14th, 1991. Chris, what happened on this mythical day in history? You threw me off with that, with that quote, by the way. <laughs> Find Still a way. Laughing too. <laughs> oh, my. oh my god! David Duke failed in his bid to be Louisiana governor. Uh, Magic Johnson joins President Bush's Commission on AIDS, and Michael Jackson's album Dangerous debuts with black or white music video. And boy, was he dangerous! Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, boy, a couple kids. That would sadly uh, not be the last we hear of David Duke. By the way, geez. but no, it, it really did set back the the Klan party at least two years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dangerous debuted. This was Michael Jackson's entry into the '90s. The album Dangerous led off by Black or White, and it was also famous for being like a big hit before 91, but it was also used as the example of the changing in kids' taste, because the story was that at Christmas of this year, every parent bought Dangerous for their kids, and on New Year's Day, they all returned it to the record store and bought Nirvana's Nevermind, Ah, and that was the big change in the landscape of music. That was the start of the grunge age, but Black or White was a huge, huge deal. It was, they were trying to make it the next thriller. It was going to be the next music video event. And is it, is it not? I mean, I guess it was the next thriller. I like, time, it replayed all the time. Like, yeah. when these videos came out. It's like, true. They th- were events. They weren't just MTV. They would air simultaneously on networks at so, the exact same time. this was the big deal, that mm-hmm. it was on MTV, VH1, BET, cable networks that always show it. But Fox was the first time that a mm-hmm. network was going to air a Michael Jackson video premiere it at the same time as every other channel. Wow. Yeah, and that, were you guys all here for this? For this I airing? watched Absolutely. it live. I watched I, it, yeah. I, I, only with the internet was I ever, ever able to see it yeah, again and, uh, as I originally yeah. saw it because yes. I wasn't taping it. And it aired with The Simpsons. As we already talked about in the season three premiere, yeah. Michael Jackson loved The Simpsons, Bart especially. Wink. <laughs> uh, but And so... Of course, it was going to air right after The Simpsons, and that's something on this episode. The DVD version is different be- than the one I engraved in my memory from watching VHS because I taped this episode the premiere night, and so they had to cut about like two minutes of stuff yeah. to because the Michael Jackson was going to run long. The video is like eleven minutes. Yes. He turns into a jaguar and has a fight. But, but first, with- yes. But first, uh, Dave and I just watched this. I had not seen this video in maybe fifteen years, and yeah. it is. Really 
really just a naive and goofy tour of different ethnicities in the Street Fighter 2 style. It's just like, let's find the most obvious stereotypes from each nation and visit but them. But the morphing technology. The morphing is oh, great, but it, I, thought, I think it's funny how it was a Street Fighter tour, but then there's a Street Fighter bonus level at the end in which Michael Jackson beats up a car. <laughs> so, yeah, well, first off, so the, before the video... I'm a virgin and I'm 33. <laughs> so on... Oh, is that an in living color? Yeah, it is an in living color so. original. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. Well, so when it was about to premiere on Fox, Bart made sure to tell kids to not change the channel and watch what was going to happen. Now, the moment you've been waiting for. Ooh, I don't touch that dial. He's bad. He's cool. He's dangerous. He's the king of pop music. My main man, Michael Jackson. <laughs> This is crazy. This and is so lost. And it's rock and roll voice over the Bartman video yeah. because briefly in the Bartman video when he says just it, like Michael Jackson, he curl. has the curl drop down, and so they just rock and rolled the voice and it just oh, had him okay. bounce back and forth and be like, "Yeah, watch Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson next." Like, and that sounds like shit because it only exists because somebody taped somebody it, taped it uh, yeah. on SLP mode yeah. uh, twenty five exactly. years ago. Yeah, I do have to wonder though in this video. I wonder how the black performer felt about them putting his rap into Macaulay Culkin's mouth. <laughs> Uh, that felt yeah, kind of awkward I'm not to me. Spend my life being a color. <laughs> <laughs> and so I also have a very vivid memory of this because so they play it. Uh, the second half of it is very controversial, yeah. like because it's kind of just a Bob Fosse routine about how much he hates racism because mm-hmm. it is silence. There's no music. Mm-hmm. It is just the sound of his dancing, like fever dancing, grabbing his crotch many, many times. I, I remember even on MTV, like you, you, for like the first week they might have shown that part. Mm-hmm. It was never shown again. After, no. Because it's, it's, it serves no purpose. It's, well, it's more than just the crotch grab, though. He like mm-hmm. lingers on his crotch. His yeah. hand doesn't yeah. leave it for seconds at a time. He's rubbing. And he's feeling yeah. his chest at the same time. And then while after doing that, then he goes up to a car that has racist stuff written on it like n-word go home except it doesn't say n-word it says what does it say henry uh, and, and there's also a window that says <laughs> no K- good mix <laughs> there's also a window that says kkk rules and he's he's <laughs> not this town. they were notorious for that in new york back in the day and so that tag was everywhere him, but it made everybody uncomfortable and i have a very clear memory of this my brother had tonsillectomy that same day and we went to go pick him up from the from the hospital and uh, on the radio, I remember the Atlanta DJs were joking around about how many times he grabs his crotch in that video and saying that uh, he obviously needs jock itch cream. Ah! <laughs> I bet there was a clown horn or a cowbell yes, or something. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I do remember, like, parents... Wow, I am here, Chris. Wow, I do remember uh, I do remember parents' groups saying, like, he touched his crotch 34 times yeah. in two minutes, dear Lord. I mean, I've it, done it more in this recording. <laughs> but it's weird how sexualized he ma- and angry he made himself. It really wasn't the Michael Jackson you saw most of the time. I it, think it did confuse people. I feel like he was trying to reinvent himself as a more masculine performer. Yeah. That, in his, in his lavender marriage, I guess you would call it, to Lisa Marie <laughs> Presley. He was not a gay man, but he was not also a heterosexual man I'm guessing yeah, I did, I did yeah, yeah. listen to this album a lot unironically yeah. uh, when it came out and that, that there's a sketch before this song yeah. Turn it down, kid. Shut up, Dad. I'm trying to listen. And the, the, it's the best part. The video is George Went from Cheers <laughs> yes. and Macaulay Culkin. And, and, and then Bart Simpson starts dancing and like, I could never recreate yeah. that again. And so because that outro, so whenever they replayed Black or White, when he would transform into the uh, panther and then walk away, it would always end right there when he morphs into the panther. That deprived people of seeing the other Simpsons cameo in the video because the video ends with Bart uh, in this. Bart! 
Turns off the TV. The, the animation there is so fluid. Bart's wearing a Michael Jackson shirt and a, a very yeah. Beavis and Butthead style. It's, it looks like Butterfinger BBs yeah. animation or it whatever. It is Butterfinger yeah. level animation for The Simpsons. And, and that means something. But yeah, they spent the money on having an outro. They're like, oh, then Bart turns. Bart is dancing to it. He's so excited. He's like, I love this music. But that also is awkward that they had to cut back to the black or, black or white guitar hook because... He wouldn't be doing that after watching Michael Jackson destroy all that stuff. He would just be uncomfortable of like, what did I just watch? <laughs> should just cut to Bart smashing apart the living room yeah. with like a crowbar. But anyway, so yeah, this episode will always be connected to black or white in my yeah. mind, even though the episode has nothing to do with Michael Jackson. I do have to say this episode is written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs, who we've uh, talked about before. They wrote Dance and Homer. Topes and, Lose. Yeah, Topes Lose. And uh, I feel this episode is a much softer episode. Like, I always think it's in season two when I think about it, because yeah. it, it's, it's not as uh, not as cutting, not as accelerated Did as anybody, season three was getting. Anybody Has anybody ever seen a soapbox derby? Yeah. Um, it is part of that how the Simpsons is a living anachronism. Like Bart yeah. has a slingshot and stuff. It is very like here's Americana, but in the nineties. I remember when I was leaving my adolescence, being disappointed that yeah, no one ever brought up a soapbox derby. The funny Never, thing is, once. apparently only three kids in Springfield ever soapbox race. That yeah. is Bart, uh, Martin, and Nelson. Nelson. I don't think I noticed that before. There were only three yeah, people no. in every race. It's true, but it opens with the triumphant return oh, of I Phil can't Hartman. believe they invented it. Yeah, in Troy McClure. I'm actor Troy McClure. You might remember me from such TV series as Buck Henderson, Union Buster, <laughs> and Troy and Company's Summertime Smile Factory. But I'm here to tell you about Spiffy, the 21st century stain remover. Let's meet the inventor, Dr. Hmm. Nick Riviera. Thank you, Troy. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. Troy, I brought with me the gravestone of author and troubled soul, Edgar Allan Poe. One of our best writers. <laughs> That's there for the uh, cheap seats, I think. Like, I'll tell you who he is. Again... But I do want to say Spiffy is not a funny product name, and that's because every joke name they pitched was a real product. So they just yeah. went with Spiffy. It's the a funny story. Dome, but yeah. I do love how uh, I do love how Nick Riviera says Spiffy. Yeah, what a combination of Spiffy. Quoth the Raven, what a shine! <laughs> Ooh. That's one clean tombstone. Uh, I, lo- I love uh, the way like Homer reaches for the phone and can't, he's so excited he can't dial. He needs his dialing yeah. wand. He needs his dialing uh, wand. Yeah. The, that is my line of the show. Quote the Raven, uh, what a shine. And then, well, I'll throw, I'll throw in the jingle just because I can't, this makes me laugh way too hard. That's the joke. Maybe because it's one of some of my favorite Simpsons jokes occur from a character off screen. Mm. Uh but Troy, how can I make it lower than thirty nine ninety five? Find a way. <laughs> I do like that. That's that's Fine. after the audience is threatening Nick with physical violence. And I should Find say that these this way. is when infomercials were new. We saw uh, parodies of them on everything. Yeah, and this yeah. is one of the first parodies of an infomercial. I, that I we know would some. See. I'm, one of my favorite shows is Mister Show, and a lot of people who missed the first season were introduced to it because HBO ran ad nauseum. Fantastic newness. Fantastic uh, newness. A a. a uh, infomercial parody. Yeah. I loved when at the end uh, David Cross put his head in a bag to say when it was airing because when they were filming it they didn't know when it was filming. <laughs> the talking Mr. Show someday soon. This is, yeah. this is, oh, it's 32 episodes. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> We'd be done already. Yeah. Uh, this is Homer is watching TV. Uh, it's a great intro. Um, a very fast intro compared to the, the episodes uh, before and after it. Yeah. Uh, because someone is using Homer's power tools. Oh, who's using 
the power tools. I don't know. Some guy, I guess. <laughs> well, we're going to the beauty parlor. Maybe I should do something with the kids while I'm gone. Oh, sure. Great idea. I'd love to. Don't! Did you hear that? Yes. How much? Everything. What's the quickest, cheapest, easiest way to do something with you? Uh, take us to the video store? Anything for my little girl. God, this almost makes me want to be a father, an excuse to go to a video that, store. Uh, that did give me warm fuzzies of just remembering, uh, like, the trip to the video store. Yay! Yeah. It, it did. I mean, the I don't, don't need friends and parties at 17. I just want to go to the video store with my parents. The video store was the 90s parenting solution where it's like, we'll go to the video store Friday, we'll run our own things, and we won't talk to each other, and that's how we'll get along. We'll that, pick up pizza on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll make we'll make fucking pop quiz popcorn. <laughs> what will pop up next? The popcorn's gonna be orange. It's gonna be great. <laughs> um, but this is all uh, could have been line of the show. Fuck! You can't weld with such a little flame. Stupid kid. <laughs> I was reading that some of their the controversy with the censors on this episode was involved Bart welding. Yeah, they said that they didn't like it. Was an imitatable act. They said, and their defense yeah. was. No kids got access to a welding. Yeah, thing. and then as a kid in shop class, I was taught how to use a welder. Mm. I don't fucking remember how to do that shit at all. Like that's such a. It was an argument over whether Bart should have his face mask up or down, which he had it up. Yeah, which is in hindsight a, a joke that I don't even know if you can get on network television at all now. Like it's yeah, damaging it's Bart's eyes. He should technically have like giant floaters yeah, yeah. in his eyes forever now. The later they would do a joke about, they would do a joke about the same tool, except. Homer would be smoking a cigar while using it, and I feel like that's the more objectionable part now. They could not show Ugh. Homer smoking a cigar. And this, the, the whole video sequence is only there to just give us a wonderful mm-hmm. McBain reference. Yeah. Hey, McBain, you keep eating them hotlings. You're never going to make it to a pension. Come on, live a little, Scoy. No, thank you. Got me a future, partner. I'm two days away from retirement. My daughter's graduating from college. Little Susie's going up. And as soon as we nail Mendoza, my old lady and I are going to sail around the world like we always wanted. We just christened a book. To live forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, this is still a joke I see in things. You got one day to retirement. I it's mean, a lethal weapon joke. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but it's also a, it's also a Clint Eastwood or Dirty mm-hmm. Harry joke. His partners um, always die. Sudden impact. It's based on for the most part yeah. and lethal weapon too. But, but it's it's a cliche in everything. Well. Yeah, like, or lethal weapon two no, colon le- diplomatic community. Lethal weapon comma T O O. I mean, his yeah. The character seems more like the Donald Glover character, like too old for the shit type Donald dude. Re- d- him, Danny Glover <laughs> character. Go. Uh, uh, but th- 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 this one, okay. I, if, if you ever had, yo, if you have, I had, I got to work with a guy for six years named Mendoza. Oh, I did for nine months oh, and yeah. I never did it, oh, and I, I was biting my tongue. All I never did it either. And I will make it. Oh, stop talking crazy! No, 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 no. <laughs> Just do one thing for me. Get Mendoza. Mendoza. Harry Shearer, dude. Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. Oh. When he gave a shit, it's a, I, I'm a broken record about Harry Shearer, yeah. but just hearing him, it's just amazing. Oh, it's so much energy. His and- performance in these small parts, and, and I, we were just talking, I don't know if we've mentioned on the show a billion times, I'm pretty sure we have, that like the current showrunners don't like to use Burns because Shearer isn't dependable he enough. sounds and, like this. I mean, and he literally phones it in. Yeah. He does it over the phone. Uh, Burns, I, Burns sounds way too old. That's yeah. my only criticism. Lance One of Skinner my few criticisms. Too, but, the, the, but anyway, yeah, that, I think that's my favorite ever McBain scene. It's, it looks beautiful Because well. that, that line that you miss, because like, there's a guy bleeding on the floor from 18 bullet shot wounds. Yeah. like, I'm not going to make it. Stop talking crazy. I love that, yeah. <laughs> and then we eventually see McBain go to Mendoza's party, yeah. Crash's party. 
as yeah. revenge. But the I just God I, I though as a former blockbuster employee employee, which I feel they were that was specifically what they were referencing in this. Employees could never put on a film that violent. Yeah. They would not we, be allowed. I worked at Suncoast, so we were never allowed to put anything rated R. In fact, I had to let a, a, the manager borrow money, and his <laughs> his his piece with me he made is like, you want to want to put on a mystery science theater episode, like which I had begged to do for literally years <laughs> and was not considered appropriate enough. This Midwestern Cowtown puppet show with uh, movies from the 50s. Basic cable show yeah. from the 90s. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned MST3K because as a fan, I liked hearing on this commentary, Mike Reese really loved that they did a Mendoza reference on MST3K. Really? Yeah, oh, that's he, wonderful. Um, he was very is, proud of that. This is where the whole episode kicks in. Uh, it is a so it is you'll you'll your memories will tell you it's a soapbox racer episode, but it's more the Homer trying to be a better father episode. Mm-hmm. That's that's the a story. One of many. Homer, could you turn off the TV? There's a little test I want you to take. Oh, great. You made me miss Joe Deisman. This is from the National Fatherhood Institute. It evaluates your knowledge of your son and rates you as a father. Oh, Mars. Question one. Name one of your child's friends. Uh, let's see. Bart's friends. Uh, well, there's the fat kid with a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little wiener who's always got his hands in his pocket. They want a name, Homer, not a vague description. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hank? Hank? Hank who? Hank. Jones. Homer, you made that up. Question two. Who was your son's hero? Steve McQueen. That's your hero. <laughs> Name another dad you talked to about parenting. Next. What are your son's hobbies? Well, he's always chewing on that phone cord. Uh. He hasn't done that since he was two. Then he has no hobbies. Oh, really? <laughs> well, maybe you should go out to the garage and see. Then he has no hobbies. This is indulgent of me. Mm-hmm. That's but fine. That what are we the, doing, Chris? We're talking about the Simpsons. He's in the video store, and what what section of the video store does I mean, Homer gravitate sports to? Sports. Bloopers. So, like, that was a huge thing around this time. It was. Like, that, yeah. like even on kids' shows, and I remember begging my father for a Sports Illustrated subscription, because it was the only way you could see... Let me see if they say the title of it, because I've never forgot it. If you ask me what's your favorite sports blooper video, huh. I would say this. Here it comes, the Slam and Jam and Rip Roaring Good Time video. The NBA's dazzling dunks and basketball bloopers. It's all new, fun and excitement, and the only way to get it is free with your paid subscription to Sports Illustrated. These were two-minute commercials that aired all the time. I still never got my football phone. The football phone was. This is an escalation to the football phone. Okay, but before that, they were forty. They were forty-five minute, hour-long VHSs of like sports highlights, and when, then they just moved over to blooper angles and like mm. those commercials. I think people beg for those commercials to be run. <laughs> during yeah, breaks before, like just run full two minute spot for yeah. the sports bloopers Bef- no one will change no one the channel board. before the YouTube existed you needed yeah. videos just of bloopers like that's why you don't see on our other show 302010 mm-hmm. I constantly skip over like oh another episode of uh, TV's bloopers and practical jokes because the the audience doesn't exist for that anymore. They just go to YouTube yeah. to watch a, or the outtakes reel from a DVD. But you like, don't get those Sergio Aragones cartoons that like uh, come and like I've clean the screen up. Very few prescient things in on these podcasts. But one of the things I said recently on, on another podcast was that like what happened to DVD special features and like that's what we do now. Yeah, like that's we true. don't need to wait for DVDs to put, so they don't bother putting production behind interviewing those people because they know people like us will break down an episode and maybe contact that person we'll make those people yeah. and we'll make them unofficially and free and they'll be better anyway yeah. but one on, on every marvel film what's the one feature they still have on on blu-ray 
Uh, well, gag reel. Oh, right. Uh, Every time gag reel. They have a gag reel because it's the one thing they officially have that no one else can do. Yeah. Uh, but also, do you nerds know the Joe Theismann story? Yeah. Like the I know it because uh, they referenced it on King of the Hill a few times. <laughs> yes, that he, uh, he Joe breaks... Theismann's birdie leg. Yeah, that he he was uh, one of the most popular football players of the '80s. And live on Monday Night Football, he took he got sacked the wrong way, and Lawrence Taylor broke his leg Ugh. like landed his knee landed on his leg the wrong way and it is one of the most gruesome things <laughs> the world like america was exposed to live on television Ugh. and it made lawrence taylor like an infamous star mm-hmm. and one of the things that really got people pissed then was because he was freaked out and he was he was calling for help like he's really hurt get help right here but without sound and from a distance viewers thought he was oh. like i fucking broke his leg yeah oh, no. and so I know that. he became one of the most hated men in football oh. like that's why lt is one of the is nfl players who's actually oh. <laughs> well that's why Lawrence Taylor is one of the few football players in the any given sunday because mm-hmm. he's not friends he's the dirty guy anyway nfl mm. doesn't like him so and it, this is one of my favorite lines ever homer going outside to discover bart does in fact have a hobby and he's a failure as a father <laughs> bart what? You don't have any hobbies, do you, boy? No, not really. <laughs> well, that's what I... Wait a minute, what are you doing? Building a soapbox derby racer. Oh, that's a hobby. Hey, so it is. Oh, my God. I don't know jack about my boy. <laughs> I'm a bad father. <laughs> You're also fat. <laughs> I'm also fat. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of uh, Patty and Selma in these ones we're doing, and it's great. I, I love that. They're brand new Mary fat. Tyler Moore haircut. Yes. So let's talk about that real quick. Uh, first off, when they talk about the Henry Winkler quote, mm. I always think of that every time. I've heard many interviews people say, like, Henry Winkler is the greatest guy, the sweetest man in the world. We all love him. I always think back to that quote of, like, Oh, yeah, he does sound like a cool guy. I mean, <laughs> in that quote about uh, he's always had happy days with his kids. Uh, but then secondly, <laughs> so the Mary Tyler Moore stuff. Ken Levine and the other writer, Isaac. David Isaacs. Uh, David Isaacs. Yeah. They reveal in the commentary they worked for uh, on a TV show with Mary Tyler Moore. And they did not like that. Wow. They said that the people who went to Vietnam were the lucky ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in so terms late... of working with her. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your... No, no, no. And so later in the episode where Barney gets maced by her uh, and says, Are you Mary Tyler Moore? Gets maced. Excuse me? My friend and I have a bet. Are you Mary Tyler Moore? Wow, it really is you. <laughs> that means that's them saying she is a total asshole who yeah. would mace you in the No, face. dude, I was like, I had that for later because I love when Barney gets maced and burps. I think it's happened more than once. Yeah, this and, happened in the and, War of the Simpsons. Yeah. Was it Patty or Selma? Was it the same sister? I, <laughs> I don't think know. it was the same one. Yeah. But it's like the, that joke doesn't David. work unless Mary Tyler Moore sucks. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I do know that she has had alcohol issues, alcohol addiction. I believe she is, is openly. I know she was gorgeous into the 90s. I love flirting with disaster. Yeah, mm, but uh, I think she's. That could be part of the reason. I don't know. Like, reportedly, she's a jerk. The end. Yeah. Like, These but, two guys hated her. They got the ultimate burn. Yep. <laughs> the <laughs> show people still be watching in yeah. 30 years. The Simpsons will be right back. 
You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. You want to go through games journalism days of your Heidi? She's like, but I found all these other jump drives from you, and these are all from like our era in the games press yeah. that I've been slowly throwing out 512 megabytes. Five, yeah. We've made wow. bigger podcasts. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I wonder what... I'm going to stick it in and see the, what's on the, in a preview Whoa, wow. for Jumper Griffin story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh, man. What the fuck? Uh, can you read a sentence from that? Taking in a viewing of the Banff Happy Jumper trailer, oh, you might be bracing yourself for seeing another game movie tie-in starring Hayden Christensen and Samuel L. Jackson. Hey, that's not a bad line. They've been in a lot of movie yeah. tie-in games together. Uh, but you'd be wrong, young Padawan. Uh, central in the film, they, though they are, Jumper's Griffin story allows Jamie Bell's character... The immensely irritating Jimmy from King Kong. That was a reference I thought (laughs) everyone would get. Um, (laughs) Unfolding a different plot that intersects the events of the film because it was an interquel or something. That is way too good for a Jumper Griffin story preview. Thanks, Dave. No one was panning. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcasts, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time. Starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. But Homer has to call the bad father hotline. This is National Fatherhood Institute. Dave speaking. I'm Homer Simpson. I just took your test. I got a zero. Uh, Good lord, a zero. Lana Castle, my one o'clock. Mr. Simpson, we'll send a wood panel station wagon over for you immediately. <laughs> it's such a cute that joke. That is beautiful, yeah. And it really does show up in yeah. just the reaction of yeah. like them taking Homer away like, Bye, son. Oh, they're finally taking your dad away. Uh, Maybe it's for the best. And Harry Shearer is doing an impression of Mason Adams. I thought it was a Casey Kasem impression, but it actually is Mason Adams. I cannot place his voice. Coming in number one. And then comes in another of the many... Like distracting now references to Bill Cosby. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. For starters, Mr. Simpson, why don't you take this complimentary copy of Fatherhood by Bill Cosby? Ooh, if he's as smart as he is funny, I'm sold. But the, I mean, the joke is this is a schmaltzy book full of awful platitudes, yeah. awful feel-good platitudes. That's not even written by uh, Bill Cosby, by the way. It's ghostwritten what? by wow. Ralph Schoenstein, Man. who works for All Things Considered, if you're wondering the quality of the humor. I'm sorry. I hate uh, All Things Considered. Uh, as I say, if you're saying that to my mom, she'd say, oh, so it's hilarious. Uh, like uh, it's not as bad as Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, but... Uh, <laughs> it's her favorite show. My it's, mom It's made for 60-year-old people, though. Let's me. remember, Cosby's love-making predilections are not in question here, guys. It's no. his ability as a father. Yeah. <laughs> but this is when they were up Which against Which is above Cosby. reproach. <laughs> they were playing against Cosby at the same time, so that's why they're making fun of Cosby. Yeah, it is. And and this this joke is awesome, and like, if you know that... like, uh, Are they still on Thursdays at this point? Yeah. Yes. The Simpsons have been, have been moved to Thursdays by Fox to compete with Cosby, the number one comedy. They would end this season, though. They, yes, yeah. Cosby but, but still, Cosby. like it was a point of contention with the show. Like, why did you move us away from our successful time slot to basically either win or more likely eclipse ourselves yeah. up against the number one comedy? Cosby's first law of intergenerational perversity: no matter what you tell your child to do, it will always do the opposite. Huh? Don't you get it? You got to use reverse psychology. That sounds too complicated. Okay, don't use reverse psychology. All right, I will. 
Son, I don't think you should let me help you. Oh, come on, Dad. If you really want to help, you can clean these paintbrushes. Thank you, Bill Cosby. You saved the Simpsons. Just rubbing it in. Love Just rubbing line. it in. Yeah. And all of the quotes from uh, uh, Fatherhood are actually from the book. These aren't yeah. jokes. Like, wow. So the, it's the, I think the only book cover that they depict that i remember that book being on shelves it's yeah, later it's thrown cool. into a fire on on this on the yeah. show but yeah, it was in the episode. lottery episode oh, that's right it yeah. was but the but the the line just that it is from the book intergenerational perversity like <laughs> just really sounds bad in the year of our lord 2016 what a grumpy it fuck does. yeah um, I, but <laughs> there's this episode has two callbacks to itchy and scratchy and marge mm. One, that they got the idea for the Soapbox Derby Racer because that's one of the things Bart said he was doing when he wasn't watching Itchy and Scratchy mm-hmm. anymore. And two, when Homer says, I'm good at building lots of things, he goes back to the spice rack. Like, yeah. the spice rack's the first thing you see. Mm-hmm. It was another interesting level of continuity that they were interested in back then, but just lightly touching on. And then they have a cute little uh, montage of them building the thing together, yeah. which this episode that's has so much I, I know that song I've never heard that song I think it's called ever. Watching Scotty Grow yes, that's yeah. the song, and that's yeah. that's that's so weird that I know that 70s song it's such schmaltzy horseshit yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well it shows you like dudes who grew up in the 70s and wrote have, this episode we have never seen a song like that though that's what occurred uh, uh, since yeah. Will Smith's Just the Two of Us which he makes about his son which yeah. is a remake of, it's a remake yeah. of a song that I don't I do not believe is about his son no no, uh, no. but you should convert all love stories to your child uh, it's not and creepy no to think anything, um, but I thought Doctor Evil said. I just that song, I, I got this I got this clip just because um, this blew my mind as a little kid. You know, Marge, that part of ours is a little miracle. His winning smile, his button nose, his fat little stomach, his face alight with wholesome mischief. He reminds me of me before the weight of the world crushed my spirit. <laughs> I love the line and just like. I remember, like, as I was uh, trying to, I wanted to be an animator, so I'm trying to draw Bart all the time. I'm like, why is Bart is Bart fat or not? Mm. Like, he has the same body type as every boy on The Simpsons like the for pair, the most part. The Universal Simpsons pair yeah, shape, yeah. yeah and of like, men. I'd never heard this. Like, Homer acknowledged his own son as fat in the same episode as, uh, with, well, near an episode. Like, oh, he's not that fat. His yeah. karate um, uh, lessons episode pointed out he has got a giant stomach. Bart yeah. does. It's like jiggling while he's watching TV. You may TV. have said this already now that I think of it. <laughs> now as an adult, the weight of the world crushed my spirits. That <coughs> It happened on mic live. <coughs> yeah. We, we heard the spirits crush out of him. It was crushing my spirit right now. It was I really oxygen need... in the room. So about that line, it does feel like uh, Jim Brooks was airlifted in to write that one sentence. It feels very Jim Brooksy, but at yeah. the same time, it's true. Like uh, It's not like I'm watching children, by the way. This is going to sound weird, but when I see kids having fun, I'm like, I wish I could have that much fun again. Yeah, like no. I just have too much anxiety, too much adult <laughs> shit happening in my brain that it's like yeah. I can't let myself be that free. Yeah, no, I was just feeling that I went to my first Giants baseball game in a few years and seeing the kids there just enjoy it without any, you know, uh, without any blocking on it or anything. They're just like, I'm just excited. Baseball is fun. Yeah. My body doesn't hurt at all. Yeah. It, <laughs> But also, it, it reminded me, I saw an Onion article, an Onion headline reads, Boy Loses Balloon Begins Lifelong Struggle <laughs> with Depression. Like, that taught me about loss. It really did, uh, losing my first balloon. Uh, oh, I, at the end of the montage of them building the thing, too, I did love that they they just leave Maggie in the garage. They're like, all right, let's do it. And they just abandon a baby I I in that. the garage. Because <laughs> they took one of the wheels off her stroller for a little lightning. Mm-hmm. And she just sat there when they leave. And I, I, I lighten. I think you mean the loser mobile. Oh uh, yeah. Hey, you're not supposed fun. to smoke in the pit area. Fine. 
Hey, Simpson, where's your loser mobile? Loser mobile. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, it's over there, Nelson. Whoa, talk about your pieces of crap. Hmm. You know, Bart, I don't care who wins as long as one of us beats that guy. Same here. That that whole bit was great. I think they have to reintroduce Nelson as a bully because he's not a regular on the show. Yeah. And him putting out the cigarette on his tongue is a perfect, like, there, in five seconds, this kid is awful. He's That's, smoking a lot. That's a yeah. great joke. I do feel like this dynamic is kind of like an older Simpsons dynamic, yeah. which is like teaming up against Nelson. Nelson would very much fall into the, like, the kind of, like, reluctant uh, hangout friend, you know, that yeah. kind of comes along and adventures and I kind of like him more like that where it's yeah, like he's I, like the violent solution to the problem you absolutely need a fourth yeah, I mean in the there. Shelbyville adventure that's what I loved about him yeah. like him with Martin and just like uh, begrudgingly yes we are friends here uh, but oh, also it. Martin sounded weird when he said like to those who doubt the space pro-. like it sounded too many Ma- like Martin has the same voice as Minnie Mouse and that one sounded way too mousy for him like wow. uh, Rusey Taylor Rusey Taylor yeah Rusey Taylor also all the duck duck kids the duck nephews but you know that doing? talk about your pieces of crap yeah <laughs> it wasn't even said. clever just blunt yeah. leg yeah it's a great and then when they actually do the race he literally has a whip like I, I love that uh, my, my lady and I just watched we've been obsessed with older movies and watch Ben-Hur in its entirety. Mm. And wow. Like, wow. It, it, I don't know. This that, that scene is actually like really great in and the film. And a I lot of horses seen... died to make that scene, so it, yeah, it was it, worth it. And like the guy Charlton Heston is fighting, like, yeah, he gets thrown out and run over and murdered violently in like a way I'd like, really a 1950s film depicted yeah. this? Like, I, it was I, a really cool sequence. Chris, do you have a clip of Martin uh, swearing and uh, crashing at all? No, okay. I don't. I have to bring something up. Um, before there were websites, there were magazines, right? Yes. And um, I was subscribing to Simpsons Illustrated at this time. Yeah. And before there were comment sections, there were letter sections. And there was a massive discussion in one episode of Simpsons Illustrated about Martin swearing in this episode. Whether wow. it was right to have him swear because some people were like, I don't think the voice of Gonzo should be swearing. I don't think it should be hearing this. So Whoa. it was like a, a huge discussion in the letter section about really? this quote, which is, deploy him! you deploy when he's trying to deploy oh, okay. the uh, parachute when he's crashing so yeah it was totally um, innocuous to me this is this is the, like only bob bob kids will remember this kind of thing but um <laughs> i think it should be stated that this is controversial in the simpsons illustrated wow. community this one line wow yeah yeah no i mean i there were occasionally i guess by this point i was used to bart swears nelson swears martin is a goody goody but he would i but they're saying because 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 it's a disney character's voice yeah yeah so you're yeah. saying you know that so you're, what you're saying is that you know this character isn't real. So what you're saying <laughs> I didn't is follow that the logic. you have a cognitive dissonance and you can uh, the capacity for abstract thought and you don't really need to care about this. And I hate people. The sometimes arguments were so weird much. and they were weird 25 years ago. So what you're really saying is like, hey guys, I noticed something, <laughs> and I, I'm going to frame it in the form of a controversy. Should Gonzo <laughs> be swearing? Yes. So Martin, yes, of course he should be. What? Fuck Kermit. I'm going to go <laughs> fuck a chicken in like nine seconds. Well, then, so Martin, <laughs> well, watch out, Dave Goals. <laughs> Martin crashed and was on fire, but he just had a stress fracture on his arm. Like mm. that's pretty good for being set on fire and crashing at a hundred miles an hour. Is, into but a I wall. love the Martin performance here, especially him in the hospital. Yeah. Hey man, cool crash. Way to cheat death. Thanks, Bart. You had the best stick out there, man. I wish I could build him like you. That racer transformed me into the twisted creature you see before you. I'll never race again. If you don't race, then Nelson will win. Well, even if I wanted to, I'm in no shape to do it. Unless... Bart! Will you drive my car? Oh, I don't know if 
I should do that. My dad and I built our car together, and if I drove someone else's, it'd kill him. On the other hand, I'll do it. <laughs> I kind of like this Martin a little more. They yeah. would, they would focus on making him girlier, and that was a joke. Yeah. But in these early episodes, he's he's a nerd who is consumed by his passion. He's yeah. fixated on what he wants to do. Yeah. We saw that in when he was transforming Bart into uh, a nerd. Yeah, in that one episode, uh, I, Bart gets an F. Or uh, Bart, yeah, Bart gets an F. Yeah. but the, yeah, I think they maybe went a little too easy with the he's a feminine joke. But then again, th- by that point, they had database to be like, well, yeah. database <laughs> is the real obsessive nerd. So Martin kind. Of has to the be irredeemable s- nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Martin has to be slightly gay as well <laughs> instead. A nerd, but who also plays the lute. And is the queen of summer. King of the queen of summer. I think in a way I'm both I, as a kid I was both Martin and database. Like yeah. it depended on the I day. didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> I was Milhouse. I didn't want to bring it up, but Homer gets sad because Bart abandoned the acting is so great yeah. in this scene. You've got a lot of work to do in the car, so I'm gonna pull you out of school for the next couple of weeks. Dad, I don't know how to say this, but I don't want to drive your car. It's slow, it's ugly, it handles like a shopping cart. Bart, the car has a few bugs in it, I admit that, but we're Team Simpson. Dad, I love you, but you taught me to win. Why did I ever teach you that? Well, I picked it up somewhere. And if I drive Martin's car, I can win. I'm sorry, but... Oh, you, No, go ahead, leave me. Dad... No, go on, go on and but... win. No, go on and win without your dad. I'll just sit here in Little Lightning, which the Simpsons built... And remember that for one brief shining moment, I had a son. For doing this shit to my dad. And it all breaks. Uh, Homer just... needs to remember Dead Putting Society. It yeah. is not okay to lose. It is not okay yeah. to lose. So it, he did I think that, do it. Yeah. I don't know if that joke was a direct reference to that. But I just loved the, the animation where he's like, no, 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 just no, just no. Like, that felt like a season seven level animation yeah. to me. Like, it mm. was just, there were little, like, hand ticks and movements to it that were so specific for Homer there. I don't, I don't know if this was a Dead Putting Society reference, but like in that episode, him helping Bart and being engaged with Bart's life makes Bart's life worse. Yeah. It makes the car worse. <laughs> it makes him lose. <laughs> It makes him. Uh, it puts him in danger more than he was before. Yeah, and this well, is a scene I think that was cut from uh, like syndication for me because it's so brief. But when, oh, like when, him with Lisa. Yeah, with Homer gets a chance to yeah. confront Martin for uh, and just refers yeah. to him as a Doctor Hibbert. Lisa needs a <laughs> you, homewrecker, Mister Simpson. You have every right to be angry, but rest assured, your son loves you. Ah! Ah! <laughs> well, you certainly gave that boy the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> they love that character. That's not a yeah. joke. No, at all. Just terrifying. And that's the end of the um, scene. The joke is that it's being treated as if, uh, like, Bart is cheating on Homer with no, Martin. No, the, the Hibbert joke. Oh, okay. Well, the Hibbert just gave like, that boy the heebie-jeebies. I'm like, I guess Homer's reaction... Sh- or, you're the Simpsons. Uh, Every joke takes an, like nine months to happen, and that's the, that's what we left. I with? think the joke is Hibbert's not taking it seriously. A man just comes yes. into his office and screams at a child who runs away, and he's like, "That's hilarious." This is a this one's a real bummer for me because uh, uh, I'm confronting the idea of like inevitably being a father with juxtaposed with who I am and how I react to everything else, which is to <laughs> sometimes give up, get sad, and recoil. And like I never had sympathy and for this much sympathy for Homer until right now, but this is how I react to things. I've always said you were a good father. I've always defended you when people put you down. That's for sure. She ain't lying. <laughs> but I guess I was wrong. You are a bad father. Ooh, that hurts. Leave me alone. 
just turn yeah. away. He just turns away from so, Marge, like mm. whatever. I don't care. Yeah, you got your. We've got your foam dome. Yeah, yeah. On it. like yeah. They just like, we got your hat out of the fridge. I think the hat out of the fridge. Yeah. That was it. That was such a great. That's line. a great line. Uh, <laughs> Thank God Homer has takes retakes the fatherhood test. Is I love this clip. It is long. Name your son's hobbies. Building a soapbox racer. Name one of your child's friends. Martin. Martin. I'll curse that name till the day I die. <laughs> huh? Who is your son's hero? Three-time soapbox derby champion Ronnie Beck. Whoa! I'm one question away from being a perfect father. Name another dad you talk to about parenting. Oh, Flanders! <laughs> Flanders! Flanders! Um, uh, uh well, when should a boy start dating? Well, sir, there are two schools of thought on the subject. Great, thanks! <laughs> <laughs> you've not seen Flanders in a while I like how he showed up here for a second yeah the, the way it was framed with the window you're like it's Flanders so good. showing up yeah, at some well, that, point. That, that clip is truncated so again we should we yeah. encourage you guys to always watch these episodes before Please afterwards yeah. any fucking time they're well, great you know you talk about the um, Dead Putting Society connection the whole setting up of the race and the same announcer it oh, is, is all in yes. to Dead Putting is Society. in the show so oh. those announcers were at the golf game one thing before after that and then this what was that second uh, thing I forget I was believe... it wrestling it was yeah, wrestling he right was the, yeah, yeah he was the announcer for wrestling in the Truckasaurus episode oh. yeah but the I, I think it was a very intentional callback so all this mini golf stuff Maybe it does connect to how Homer and they were referencing the stuff from that it's one. A similar story, I also yeah. like that it, that Springfield as a whole it implies it treats everything children do as seriously as like yeah. the, an, the Olympic games. Even though only three children are yeah. partaking yes. in this sport every single time. <laughs> and then uh, Quimby is a womanizer again. As, yeah. Is that as, our first so Quimby is a womanizer joke? It might be. Look at the rack. That yeah. It might be. I mean, is, is Quimby a womanizer or is he just a Kennedy? He's. I mean, <laughs> a uh, default Kennedy. It's a Kennedy-esque. Womanizing. It's a Kennedy trait, I would say. Yes. They're, they're, yeah. And so the I I love the animation of the shot of Homer in the stands. So like, good. Saying, I captured like, a ton of them yeah, just, just for the fuck of it. When he's like, do it for your old man. Is that the Yeah, yeah do it for your old man, boy. And that is a reference to The Natural, though we'd get a whole more references wow. to The Natural oh, yeah, later yeah. in the season. They love parodying that movie. But it's also Never music. seen it. It's <laughs> it's music they can use because Fox owns it. That's so right. They really? reference it all the time. Oh. Yep. That's yeah. why they use the Batman theme a lot, right? Yep, same <laughs> deal. They don't own the Spider-Man theme, so when they did Spider-Pig, they had to pay that guy. Love this clip from Team being on Team Prince. Bart, if she breaks up on you, steer away from the grandstands, or else you might kill hundreds of innocent spectators. Bart, what did I just tell you? Kill spectators. Oh. <laughs> what is the matter with you? It's my dad, lying there on the couch, drinking a beer, staring at the TV. I've never seen him like that. <laughs> then get up out your father! You're driving from me now! Ooh. <laughs> Slaps him twice. Those are hard slaps, yeah. too. Bart is not reacting to it much. And then he also has to backhand him because one arm's in a sling. Oh, yeah. So it's it's, it's just, good animation. I know, hey, Chris Chris here, no slaps. Mm. Too bassy. Means mm. it hurt. Mm. I, I like you the feel an- that like a bone. Yeah. <laughs> I like the animation of their race. Like, I think it yeah. was done. You, you can do feel the kind of speed. And I like how I really like the detail of Nelson chewing on the bits of the car flying yeah, into like his the shrapnels. That was yeah. awesome. And yeah. the, in the uh, speedometer peeling off, like, all those sequences <laughs> are, like, joke, are yeah. just beautiful. They're not like great Simpsons jokes. Mm. It's just 
awesome animation. Like yeah. everything a cartoon should be. And, the, and again, my only complaint about modern Simpsons is that it doesn't act like a cartoon ever mm. at all. It's just like it's a stage sitcom. Yeah, yeah, with, a, yeah. with how it's portrayed, like in yeah. terms of camera angles yeah. and animation. Mm. Yeah. As a kid, I remember really chuckling at the reveal of Ronnie Beck being somebody seemingly younger I than Bart. That was great. I yeah. thought that was so great because oh, yeah. it's, it's. I call that like a lost or Simpsons joke because it's too subtle. Because mm-hmm. the way Ronnie Beck is smaller and younger than Bart and still his hero, yet refers back to his glory days, having seemingly retired, <laughs> as if this was as this was eons ago. It is funny how Ronnie Beck was uh, giving kids advice to steal from construction sites to build their <laughs> racers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, now it's you know I never thought about that. It seems much weirder that that like. Seven-year-old yeah. is telling people Did to steal anybody stuff. Anybody else steal from construction sites to make things to mm. ride on? I made scooters out of. I stole PVC pipe once just to like you know, pretend they were lightsabers and hit each other with it. We were the third house in our neighborhood, so I. I no, everything was from, built in my, in oh, my neck I, of the woods. I destroyed so many construction <laughs> sites all the time. And then I do love the line. As a kid, I didn't get it, but the line of the driver is essentially ballast. It's <laughs> a good point. They just yeah. like they go down a hill in a straight line with no turns. Yeah, it, a human just needs to be in it like it doesn't i think i don't know the definition of the word ballast it's a science term of just meaning that it's it can exist or not like it has no bearing on mm. the outcome of an experiment that, that's basically what ballast means correct me if i'm wrong i'm sure you will but and that's, uh bart about is, ethics and simpsons journal bart and homer are not uh gra- graceful winners in this episode oh, i love this yeah one. thanks nelson put her there <laughs> Loser! Bart, you know there is such a thing as being a bad winner. Mom, I never won before. I may never <laughs> win again. That's my boy. I love the last shot where uh, the yeah. Fatherhood Institute is looking on like NASA at Mission Control. They have like video of the Simpsons, <laughs> yes, it's so and they're good. hugging each other, and like confetti's falling down. It's just like, oh, it's it's a beautiful way to end the and episode. Yet, yet another licensed song. Yeah, I know. In, in an episode with like four licensed songs. I think it's songs. like four, so, four yeah. or five. This one is a cover, though. Oh, it uh, is a cover, but still they got Hitler. Watching Scotty grow was the real one. This is actually just a cover. Mm. Yeah. Well, and and Cats in the Cradle. That was a that was the original. Yeah, too, that was the original. Yeah. The phone You're thing. right. Yeah, a, so much music in this. That's why I think in a couple episodes, Bart's going to sing uh, the Teddy Bear Picnic song, which is very public domain. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if it's because after this episode, like, we did too many of these. We got we, no budget. We bought a Beatles it. song two episodes ago. Yeah. Help us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I did say this episode was softer, but I think it's more that it, it taps into an older dynamics the show is kind of shedding right now um yeah. it's not it's not as fast it's kind of moving a lot slower uh it's still very family based not no burns at all in yeah. it and they you see the you know they they're watching tv a lot that was also something gene and reese say says was uh indicative of their run on the show of characters just watching tv it was just like or opening easy. with a parody yeah like yeah, opening with a parody opening with homer watching tv and like why have a scene between characters when you can just have a television sketch? <laughs> I know I was instantly laughing every time they exactly. did that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad they had that I, instead I of like stuff. starting with Homer. I, I also, I didn't mention it at the start, but I love one more time. But okay. I, how can I make it lower than thirty nine ninety five? Find a way. <laughs> Find a way. Find a way. <laughs> yeah, that. and I did love the little detail when Homer <laughs> drops the sugar cubes, the terrible it's sugar great. cubes, in yeah. his drink. He stirs it with the thing he grabbed the sugar cubes with. Like that was a little. Oh, I thought you meant that the sugar cubes were shitty. Well, also all they those products. Like shit, yeah. Every Mr. product. Sugar cube. My, I had a girlfriend who would order every like kitchen product that was advertised on television. It works once. Mm-hmm. It's unwashed. Unwashable, un- 
unfixable <laughs> and and like never works again. Like so, like the shitty sugar cubes are perfectly emblematic. God, I remember uh, watching many many times an infomercial for a food dehydrator, and I was like, this is the coolest thing. Why don't my parents buy one of these? I think I watched that infomercial maybe twenty times. I mean, <laughs> there was nothing happening in the early nineties. People, I can't stress that enough. I remember one of my favorites was a vacuum packing your food thing of like, yes, food all goes bad, but with this vacuum sealer, it seal it seals it all. In. I remember being wildly irritated on Nickelodeon for like a year. It seemed like they only had one sponsor, and that was Solaflex. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like I'm a child. I need to work out. Yeah, well, yeah. Seriously, for low payments of ninety nine dollars of every month, like well, I, <laughs> that is way bigger than my allowance in nineteen. I need to blast my quads during my uh, And then one time on a Sunday afternoon, it's like it's another solo flex commercial and then like it didn't stop it didn't stop it keeps going <laughs> it's like it should be over by now i'm positive it should be over by now this has been like 10 minutes and i didn't know what it was there was that was my introduction to the infomercial that yeah. nickelodeon in the middle of the day just played a solo flex infomercial in the midst of all this other solo flex shit now i think tv is just infomercials or not really but like watch tv on a saturday on a network like you're just seeing an infomercial or boring sports. now i've been pointing this out other places and there are people who've done who've done it a lot better than me but i love pointing out that uh cinnabon You've never, ever in your life oh. seen an advertisement for Cinnabon. I was going to mention this. Go on YouTube and search Cinnabon ads. Cinnabon has inserted itself into everything you've ever seen <laughs> as an ad, but it's Julia Louise Dreyfus recommending it, or Adam Sandler, or Jerry uh, Seinfeld uh. as a fucking bee, or Bob Odenkirk as Saul, like uh, making them. Like yeah. they've never had a commercial. They're advertised all the time. I was going to say, I thought infomercials just evolved into Adam Sandler movies. It's <laughs> <laughs> Popeye's chicken, it's fat, it's dick sporting goods. Just sweet. <laughs> I just you spit everywhere when you do that impression. I'm sorry. I got a sham wow on the table. It's That's okay. I, I want Adam Sandler impressions to become the new Bill Cosby impression because it's he has not done anything offensive yet outside of making five it's, horrible movies, six, seven, maybe. Yeah. Beyond his bad movies and and hiring his friends all the time, like. In a way, that's good. Like, hey, he keeps giving his friends money. I know, I'm jealous. But his personal hygiene is above reproach. (laughs) And we'll end on that, everybody. Thanks for listening. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also host the classic gaming podcast, Retronauts. All these guys have been on it. I think it's pretty good. You can find that at Retronauts.com or go to usgamer.net or you can look up Retronauts in your podcast machine. Everybody else, what do you do? Please listen to more Laser Time and Laser Time-related podcasts. We have a show that's just all about one single pop culture uh, topic every Every single week, every Monday, and on lasertimepodcast.com, you can find out even more. We do a ton of articles, so a lot of videos. Hard. I did I did something that most people do not give a shit about, but it was one of the most fun videos I, I made. Uh, eight stupid things Superman does in video games. If wow. you're a decent, if you're even a light comic book nerd, watching Superman die and climb ladders <laughs> throughout the first 20 years of his video game history is always hilarious. I like watching him use mass transit, personally. Yes, that was great. <laughs> And if, riding the subway. And if you liked our look back in history, there's 302010, our weekly podcast where we talk about what happened in one given week, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. Uh, and there's also the comic book podcast, I Do Cape Crisis. But most importantly, this is a Patreon-supported podcast. Go to patreon.com slash laser time, and you can help support us and get access to the first season of this Talking Simpsons, as well as the Talking Simpsons Season 2 special. I hope to do more specials in the future but we have a ton of other great content on there. Little as $5 a month really helps us out. And, you know, it's our full-time job, so please help if you can. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with Flaming Moe's. It's a great one. See you then.
infotainment.